Okay. Do you want me to do the intro? Okay. Yes. Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Phil, and I'm Cole. <laughs> we slum and it also hard. I'm Cole. <laughs> yes. And also, I'm Phil. We slum it hard, so you don't have to. All four of us. Two Phils and two Coles. talking about we're talking about the used and we don't mean the used section at guitar center if you know what i'm saying yeah which is that or still at any a thing? other retailer guitar center yeah is, i think so. is guitar center like completely falling apart i mean i don't think so i think they declared see the thing is like a lot of people here declare bankruptcy as being like going out of business but those two things right. aren't really that related you know declaring yeah, bankruptcy a lot of times I mean, I'm not smart enough to know the difference between the two, but a lot of times declaring bankruptcy is a way to protect yourself and keep yourself in business. Right. Okay. That so makes you sense. Like, I mean, it doesn't right? make sense. Isn't, but that, I... <laughs> isn't there some, like, I know lots of, uh, like when the NRA declared bankruptcy, that was in, in many ways to try and protect the NRA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good because they're a wonderful patriotic institution that we all love and support, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Well, it, I, I would love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the the. I don't know if talking about the NRA is worth it, but I'm I'm fascinated by. Like it's so it's so like what what do they do? Oh, what does the NRA do? Yeah, like I mean, I know in the past it was oh, like they're... it was like a social it was like a a club. And like, you know, it was like, you know <laughs> like what I'm saying? Going down like, to the moose, the moose lodge. I'm going down to the NRA lodge. Right. Although they didn't have like local chapters or whatever. It was just sort of like, but so then it's, so then it becomes this like, uh, it's just a lobbyist organization. I think, I mean, yeah. somebody, somebody knows more about it than we do, but it's seemingly it's a way to pay people in the government to make sure that they don't make any laws that limit people's ability to buy guns right okay yes to all that but my understanding is that the fact everything that you just said is relatively new in the organization's uh history and i'm but like think think about this how many other lobbyist organizations are you aware of see i don't know you like Like, have friends who are like i give my like you have friends who give their money to the nra for everything that for all the reasons that you just said how many other lobbyist organizations do you know where you just like you know people that just give lobbyists money it is such a weird and guns guns well i know it's because of guns and because guns are such a big part of our culture in this country i know that that people don't want to admit that like it's their hobby right but that's what it is and if you had a hobby if there was like half the country was going to say 
soccer was going to get rid of like guitars or whatever. Oh yes, or, let's or footy. Good. good. Let's make um, it. Let's make it. Let's make it gear related. They wanted to outlaw just extended range guitars, though, not six string <laughs> guitars. <laughs> they wanted to outlaw seven, eight, and nine string guitars. You know. <laughs> yeah. Chapman sticks way too much. Exactly. And you, no home needs a needs a Chapman stick. And that's like such a big party. Part of it is like so many people's identity is focused around. Like it was funny. I was in Myrtle Beach this last week. Don't want to brag or anything, but you know, that's how I roll. Mm. And I was there with my in-laws and also my wife. And uh and every day my father-in-law like every, his shirt had something to do with guns. Some like little quip about guns or second amendment thing or you know little pry my guns from my cold dead hands or whatever and it's like that's just his thing is guns ours i my shirts are mostly like stupid guitar podcast shirts or whatever and his are mostly gun shirts and i guess if that was like your whole identity was guns and you felt like half the country didn't want you to have that anymore you'd be willing to pay some money to try and protect it or something. But it is a weird thing to focus your identity around. I mean, like people, you could say it's weird to be a furry or something like that, but like furries don't kill people, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm saying I'm, or, I just maybe, they, maybe it's guns don't kill people. Furries do. Is that what it is? That's probably what it is. <laughs> I just find it interesting that like, I, I understand why somebody like your father-in-law like he feels the way he feels, so. So, but it he, is weird, like, because there isn't a comp. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, there's no equivalent organization for anything else, seemingly, or maybe there is, and we just don't know what it is, you know. But that's what I, that is my point. There are yeah. there there are for there everything. There are, yeah. but we're just not aware of what. Yeah. and this is the only one. But, we're but aware nobody of. wears a hat that says "Hey, anti-abortion organization." I mean, I guess they yes. do wear those. Well, yeah. Why is it all the? Why is it always the? right-wing nut jobs that need to have a hat that i guess that i guess they're at that women's march they had the vagina hats that's true and it was because it was it was out of um was it like a specific thing against the trump hats or something god what was um it? it's hard to keep track of all the weird nonsense that happened i think it country. was yeah it is i i am I'm in full support, but like it is, it is weird that like a bunch of women had vaginas on their heads. Uh, like they all, that was like. I'm was, glad you specified that you're in full support, though. Phil. I, I am. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want. I don't want you anyone. Don't, you don't want to get canceled. I don't want anyone to think that I'm not. I. But you, we have to acknowledge, vagina hats. That's a weird choice. It's, it's, that's weird. It's weird. Well, and, and like, you can't, it, it's, it's, you know, you can't complain of cult-like weirdness on one side and then embrace <laughs> cult-like weirdness on your own side, you know? Right. <laughs> yes. Like you have to be consistent. That's but yeah. The point, the point stands. Okay. So I don't, I can't even remember what got us into that. We were talking about the used. Yeah. You said. That? Oh, cause we were uh, talking about the used section at. Well, we, yeah, we went used, and then we used, used guitar center. Oh, center, bankruptcy! And then bankruptcy, and then yes, NRA, there you go. Okay, so I think Guitar Center is fine. I've been there in recent days in 
in recent in this era, you know, uh, in in these in COVID times, in these unprecedented times, as we like to mm. call them, and uh, they seem to be doing just fine, just dandy, you know. I wanted to get what was I at the time? I one thing I Picture wanted to strings. get was like what was it? Picture strings, an XLR to quarter inch connector, and like ah. there was one for like twenty five bucks or something. Or I could go on Amazon and get one for three dollars, and it's like, <laughs> it like, like, but you could get I, it I right get, now. Like I would pay, like if it's a guitar cable, and you know that's a bad example, but like, let's say it's like drumsticks, right? Because my son plays the drums. Okay. And they, I can get a set of drumsticks there for ten bucks, or I can get them on Amazon for five bucks. Like, yeah, maybe I'll go there, or I'll go to another local store or something like that. But like for connectors and stuff, it's just so insanely expensive. Yeah, it seems like they it's like they've doubled down on the fact that like listen, we're aware that not only does everyone have the capability to shop online, but now they have the capability to pull out their phone uh, out of their pocket yeah. and look While and see how ridiculous the price difference yeah. is. Uh and then hit buy. I love how the Wi-Fi in a lot of retailers doesn't allow you to like go to any other retailer sites. <laughs> like do you really think people are just gonna well like i guess i can't look it up i guess i'll just buy this thing yeah there's no way for me to look it up you know oh that stuff makes me so mad that's kind of silly okay so guitar center is great and we support them and this week's episode is sponsored by them actually mm-hmm. they reached out to us yeah they got I, they got some bailout money i think and they're using some of that to pay for our sponsorship yeah you it's seem because like a company that could get bailed out. It's because uh and and if you're wondering why why us? Well, it's because uh Mitt Romney and Cole are pretty close for <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> and Rit Momney. What, <laughs> what's Rit Momney? That's a is it a band or is it just some dumb TikTok account? <laughs> are you serious? I think they're the band who I think they made one of the viral TikTok songs. Rit Momney is. Yeah. Mitt Romney and Rit Momney like sound equally like nonsense. Oh, yeah. So this, uh, you know, the, you know, that song. Girl, put your records on. Tell yeah. me your favorite song. That's na, by, na, Mitt, na, by na, Rit Momney. Wait, ri- wait, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's a cover of Corinne Bailey Ray's song. Oh, I see. But that was the one that became the more they stay the same. That's the one that became popular on TikTok is, mm. is the written Momney version. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about the used. Phil asked me if I was a fan of the used. And so here's some, here's some context for my relationship with the used. I did like their music. I mean, they kind of, they were kind of like post emo and I was like too cool for school a little bit for them by the time mm-hmm. they became popular. Um, second, second wave emo. I guess like, I don't even know what wave they're at at that point, but, um, but it wasn't like, well, plus at that point I had, I had kind of pivoted towards like a lot of indie like weird indie rock that was out in the early two thousands. Like the shins isn't weird, but they are kind of, they kind of 
fall into a category that a lot of bands did at the at that point like the unicorns uh, and the of montreal and um there were a lot of indie bands that were kind of in that same vein right i I, yeah the i get what you're saying and the shins were are insanely popular as far as like you know indie goes but when for an indie indie band when when indie became kind of like a way to describe a particular sound which was happening at yeah. the time it was like indie became the which is an interesting phenomenon because indie rock i mean when i was like in high school indie rock was just like lo-fi punk rock kind of mm. it was like the white stripes or something right okay yeah like the early or just like yeah but, My, but i guess that's more in like the the shins are more like indie pop i guess right uh I, I don't know. I guess I. But at any rate, that's that's what I was listening to a lot of. But also part of part of it was that they used once they got popular globally or nationally or whatever. I was at BYU, which is right there from Orem, Utah, which is right next to where BYU is. And so there were a lot of like diehard used fans. Okay. And that made me that kind of turned me off to them a little bit Mm. and also like they're kind of they were very much especially in the local scene they were very much defined by like we don't like the church at all because they were all raised in the lds church you know right of course they were a big part of their identity was like we don't conform to that stuff they all found each other but like yeah they found each other kind of like hey let's not be mormon yeah let's not be mormon yeah which is which is kind of like a common thing which i think is probably and we were talking about this a little bit before i think that tendency is probably stronger in in my church than even a lot of evangelical churches where once once you leave the church it like people don't often just leave and then just like right off into the sunset not talk about it anymore it kind of becomes a focus for them a lot of times to Mm -hmm. be like I'm not Mormon and I'm going to tell you why, and you're going to listen to me and tell you all the many reasons why you're wrong and I'm right, you know? Yeah. And so that, that got a little bit old, but in hindsight, I do like, I do like the used and it kind of, it's interesting too, because the used kind of started this because there are other bands who came out of Utah of the same scene down at BYU, um, neon trees for one. Okay. Do you remember Neon Trees? Yeah, but I can't think of like Oh, what did they sing? They sang that one. You would not believe your eyes. It's ten million fireflies. Hmm. They don't they don't really sing that. Oh, they don't? They sing they sing animal. That's apparently. Oh, I you were doing um I was doing Fireflies by Owl City. Yes. Neon Trees did the, oh, oh, I want some more. Oh, oh, what are you waiting for? Take a bite of my heart tonight. And then the incomparable Imagine Dragons. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. The Imagine Dragons um, also were from BYU. But they weren't, oh, and... uh, well, I guess 
I guess uh, the killers are a little bit different because he's like the lead singer of the killers. He's he's like a member of the church, but he doesn't like make it a huge focus of his image or whatever, right? So yeah, my understanding with Imagine Dragons is that they were all like, we are Mormon, like, and they didn't like it wasn't like a big deal, but like then it was, uh, we we have like we're outspoken. They yeah, became outspoken they're like, with they're like with, very outspoken supporters of the LGBTQ right. But like uh, community, but kind of like uh, my understanding is that um, the main the main dude was like, "Listen, I'm this is still my church, and I think my church is wrong. I think my church should change their ways instead of me." I don't leaving. Think that's the case. I think you're probably thinking more of the killers. Oh, because he's 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 still like you know, like an active believer or whatever. Um, and would he say, I have problems with like these? I, are... I don't know that he, uh, I don't know if he would publicly. It's such an interesting, it's like a weird, I don't know. Like, I guess it's like this with any religion, but as soon as, but, but I think one thing we were talking about that kind of sets my church apart from other Christian religions is that it's one unified church, like throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not like if you were to move, you'd go to like, you'd probably find a similar congregation to what you have now, but it wouldn't be like affiliated with your church right. necessarily, unless it's like what the Baptist church or something. Or the there's, Catholic there are church, some, obviously, but um, there are some bigger evangelical denominations that you could, you know. Yeah. Are, but like it, it would be, and I don't think, I don't think somebody would not speak out because of this, but like it would definitely affect their image if you were to come out like and publicly say something well heck even like so steve young his wife his wife uh supported proposition eight or didn't support it whichever who's everyone was like what's that steve young steve young one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time oh yeah 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 i know it was a pivot but i know his work well his his wife was sort of vocally in favor of legalizing gay marriage and stuff and a lot of people in the church were like this is very scandalous you know and they're like um excuse me why is your wife speaking out of turn (laughs) first of all who's letting her have her own opinions in the first place (laughs) Uh, i i'm sorry this there's but but i mean a lot of like in my opinion i think i think he probably wasn't i i think he probably shared her opinion and wasn't as outspoken about it because It would affect his career and, you know, right. Whatever. Right. But at any rate, I, it, it's an interesting, I don't know. It's, it's but, a weird, it's a uh, weird we can story. all agree that he needs to get his house in order. He does need to get his house in order. He needs to get his people in line. His yes. People. If, if whether he agrees with her or not, she is speaking out of turn <laughs> and a... that must be when you, corrected. When you hear, get your house in order, what do you think of? Cause I think I, of it, like, I think of like it's it's it usually has something to do with a man being more controlling, right? I think it. Or I like think getting it, out of debt. No, I never think. I never think it's debt. I really? always think when when people it, in my circles when when I hear people use that phrase, they mean, uh, "Why is your, your wife? Fine. Yeah, why is your wife being 
so it's out so of line. Stupid dude. It is. It's really nobody ever up. says that like when their husband, like when the dude is like some doofus doing all kinds right, of terrible the, but things. But like it, because the people who use it are they don't believe that the woman exactly. is in charge of yeah. the man's <laughs> domain. Like yeah, so it's like the woman is oh um you know like it's lots so of women have messed up husbands. You know, but nobody goes, yeah. why aren't you controlling your husband? Yeah. But there are people who believe that men should yeah, control should their freaking wives. Your wives. I'm one of those people, just for the record. I want that put on the record. Wait, which one? That believes that you should control your wife. Oh, yeah. She shouldn't get out of line too much. I mean, it, it would be great. That... It would be really great if I could control my wife. That would, let's be honest. That would be awesome if I could. It is weird that there are quite a few popular bands that came out of BYU, right? Maybe we've talked about this before or out of that area. And I mean, part of it is because like we, like Mormons put a big focus on musical talents and skills and stuff. It's like, I guess, I mean, yeah. statistically speaking, you'd expect there's like a higher percentage of people who play instruments and sing and all that stuff. But still it is, it is kind of weird. Uh, yeah, no, that that actually makes a lot of sense then, because like if if it's just this cultural thing of like there are more there are more families who are like getting their kids like actively pushing their kids to yeah. be into music at an early age. And then that means there's going to be like there's going to be more places like, uh you know, music lessons around and there's and totally if it's more acceptable for for people to uh like push their kids towards that then it's like oh my it, it you maybe you're on the fence about it but your neighbor you hear about your neighbor you know you see him carrying a cello you know the car you're like oh what's and that you're like and, oh cello <laughs> and you're like oh okay that sounds cool i should get my kid into that and and then it's if it, that yeah. kind of thing is happening it's going to create there's just going to be a bunch of people playing music well, it's like all the like singers like what like r&b singers of the 90s like every single one of them, when they talk about growing up, yes. they were singing in the church choir or whatever. Right? Yes. Yes. So exactly. It's like, of course, you know, what it really means is that there are a lot of people elsewhere who just had musical talent that they maybe didn't discover, you know, cause they yeah. weren't singing in front of people and all that. But it's, it's, it's raw talent. It, you know, like a lot of things, it's talent it's raw and, then talent work. and yeah. training and so, yeah. And like having an environment that, that fosters that. Uh, a friend of mine um, that I used to play with at church, um, he's a black guy and grew up at a church that was like that kind of gospel church. Yeah. And he'd been playing, he'd been playing since he was tiny. And he said the first time they were like, Hey, we want you to, um, we want you to solo. And he was, I think he said he was like 11 and he got up and he was, he was playing. And then it was like halfway through. What, what was he playing? Piano. Um, okay, like organ or something. Keys, yeah. And halfway through uh, the service, this old guy just walked up and goes, mm -mm, youngster, and pushed him off. The he was like, and and sat down and, and finished the, and he, and I was like, wait, that's messed up. And he goes, no, he was like, I mean, he goes, it, it was really uncool, but, <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> everybody knew I was not, I was not meeting like the bare minimum standard. And this guy just had the, you know. That's interesting. He it's just so funny. He was it's like, like mm -mm. it's like it's like being on a freaking minor league baseball team or something, and like working your way up, and you know, 
you're surrounded by you're surrounded by people who and you aspire to be like them you know yeah totally well and i i think my my buddy would say that like i think and i don't i don't know if this is the uh the case for your uh for your church experience but in in my church experience there's a whole lot of like getting kids to do things just for the the sake of it like being cute it's like oh look at them they're cute and if they're bad at whatever they're doing that's almost kind of better like oh they like it's they're cute because they're bad and they're bad because like they're American cute Idol yeah maybe kind of, kind of but so then only when they're young though right and my buddy was saying that that was not the case it was never the case at his church yeah it was that there's a standard of like ability that we expect everybody to have and you can meet the standard or you're and if you can't meet the standard then then keep working and come back when you do like that was yeah. where he and and as a result he is really freaking good yeah. he's really good and he would say it's because of that environment that was like very yeah um, which will like it'll either make or break you like the other path is that yeah he you know goes home and turns into a serial killer because this guy kicked him off the piano <laughs> in front of everybody yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah but if you're going to be you know if you're going to be better it can you know it's like a refiner's fire or whatever yeah Um, yeah in my so i mean it's interesting too that it's like a part of our culture because music like it's a big thing in our church and we have like special musical numbers but the the week-to-week -week music is just organ and singing like there's no instruments or anything you know hmm. it's yeah. just like choir music but then you'll have like oh we're gonna have a special musical number today this person's gonna play the harp or the violin or something like that you know and if Bethune. somebody ever plays an acoustic guitar, it's always a little bit like, ooh, like the old people ooh. in the congregation are like, they shouldn't be doing that. So, so never electric guitar. Not during church. Music. Like for like a special talent music. show or something like that. But no, during church, I think, I think the church, like the handbook specifically mentions acoustic instruments so yeah it, it would be very unusual for somebody to play so acoustic guitar. guitar but it's got to be green sleeves <laughs> it's got to be it's got to be nylon strings really you gotta have <laughs> yeah, the yeah, little yeah. foot you gotta have the little footstool you know with your foot up <laughs> yes. on the stool and your classical body positioning <laughs> yeah so were you a big fan of the used phil um i don't know why that so uh viewers uh the the reason i brought them up is because i don't know i'm i'm trying to clean my desk um my my desk is still set up for me to uh poop on zoom teach and uh it's very chaotic and messy um, and because of everything I did to it, and then I was just kind of like a total wreck 
all the time. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I'm going through things. I have no idea why this. I don't know. I don't know where any CDs are. And for some reason, there's this one CD on my desk. <laughs> by the used. By the used. The used. Lies for the liars. I can't. Is this their second? That's very weird. I have no idea. I can't remember if that's their second or if it's their um, their sophomore album or their. Uh, I could look it up. It's their third studio album. It was released 2007. Oh. That seems late. Okay, that's. I didn't know I owned their third album. I knew I owned their first and their second. Maybe I didn't own their first. Just learned maybe I'm. Maybe their second album was the their breakthrough album, and that was the one that I. Uh, I think their first album was honestly pretty popular. Let's see here. Okay, two thousand one. Is that? The used. So, the used maybe memories. Oh, the used was their first one. Wait, okay. no. It was released two thousand two. That mm. had buried myself alive. Oh, blue and yellow was very popular. Bury myself alive. Yes. yes Ooh, and yes, they yes, played yes. Ozfest. Oh man, it's so funny to see these guys. Okay, so back. they were like pretty big in the scene down there. So this brings back memories. If you don't know Gun Street Wiring Shop by now, you must be living in the dark ages. They are the premier hand-built wiring solution for all of your guitars. I have one in my Telecaster. I have a setup in there, five-way. It's great. Have it in my Jazzmaster. It's amazing. I actually put it in my Epiphone Dot. Brought the thing back to life. It's crazy. If you don't have it, you need it. Every guitar that you own will be better with Gun Street Wiring Shop. I promise. Also, if you join the street crew, you get a discount on the product. And I guarantee you'll enjoy it. If you get it and you don't like it, I will punch Cole in the face. That's my guarantee. Check it out right now at GunStreetWiringShop.com. So I will also say this, and I feel like I've said this on the podcast, but... It's kind of burned in my brain. I don't know how much you were watching the the show, The Osbournes. Uh, that <laughs> was, I, I really thought, like Ozzy Osbourne came off surprisingly like normal and kind and and good hearted yeah. in that show. Yes, right. Yes, he one hundred percent did. It was like oh, Which makes okay, you think very like quickly. Maybe, maybe they did that on purpose. Just like in cops, how they never like they don't show the clips and make the cops look bad, you know? No, I think it I I wonder if it was just like he's old and he's just not like he's not the psycho that he was when he was younger. And maybe the whole psycho thing was just kind of his on stage persona anyways, you know. Yeah. Okay, but here's two I kind of felt the same way. Did you ever watch did you ever watch the Gene Simmons show? No. I mean, I, I'm aware that he I had a show. The same way, I kind of felt the same way about that one. It made him seem like he was actually a good father and stuff. Hmm. Which I don't know if that's actually possible. What were you gonna say though? It's it's so funny. Okay, this is uh, this is very 
this is very judgmental and i'm i feel like it's kind of important to like say this out loud because it just i it just occurred to me that uh um Ozzy Osbourne being a kind of recovering like <laughs> drug addict everything uh I guess yeah like I feel I feel probably. more sympathetic for that than Gene Simmons who I I have in my mind as a recovering maybe not so recovering um uh What's the word? What's the polite word for, you know? Sex uh, addict? Yeah. <laughs> like bragging about sleeping with thousands of women. Like thousands. Yeah, yeah. And. It's less endearing. Uh, it makes like drug addiction in, in many ways, like an addict is a victim of, of the addiction. And granted, they, you know, they bring it on themselves initially, but. But there is I certainly right. something yeah, that's you said for like somebody who recovered. Like I was just watching this clip of Steve-O the other day and he seems mm -hmm. like a very good person who had like yeah. crazy drug addictions. And like it doesn't, somebody who's been addicted to drugs, it doesn't make you think that they're less, they have like lower moral character or something like that necessarily, you know? Yeah. It's is that like they made some bad decisions and then got addicted and then, you know, you kind of lose your your ability to choose a little bit. Is that all just social constructs? Me immediately thinking le like thinking less of one than the other. I don't think so because drug addiction is like a victimless crime where, like, sleeping with thousands of women in the eighties probably with no protection is not a victimless crime. <laughs> Jeez. Right. <laughs> and it's also yeah. very like yeah it's also very like i'm sure a lot of it like there's a weird power dynamic you know at 100 percent. like it's 100 percent. like it's it's like it's like the the me too stuff in general yes somebody in a position like, of power using that position of power to get sex from someone else basically you know i um yeah i did <laughs> Have I told <laughs> I I don't know anything about John Cusack. However, I do have a John Cusack story that is kind of uh -oh. gross. A friend, one of my very good friends, his his wife's very good friend was skiing or something and was at this ski lodge and then there is so this isn't so I don't know this person. This is my 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 friend's wife's friend. My friend's she's, wife. So she's at She's at the ski lodge or some such place and John Cusack is there and she walks over and says hi to him because he's John Cusack. She's like, oh, I'm a huge fan. I loved all your movies. Say anything. I have practically have it memorized. And he's like, oh, well, sit down. Let me let me buy you a drink. And she's like, oh, uh, OK. And then she sits down and they end up talking for like hours. And then um, he's like, I feel like I've, you know. I've never had a connection like this with anyone. And she's like, Oh Dude. wow. That's, that's, Oh my gosh, really? And then he's like, do you want to come up to my room? And they, and it continues from there in exactly the way you would expect it to, ha to happen. 
and then he disappeared and she never saw him or heard from him again. And I feel like we kind of all like when my my friend's wife told me that story, I thought, okay, yeah, that's like she was dumb for doing that. But there's a it would never have happened it is, like, if it wasn't to, John Kaftak. In in workplace harassment cases, the power differential is always considered. Like if there's if right. there's if somebody has the ability to advance the other person's career or something like that, that's a huge effect on it. And so it's like you can't you can't just treat it as two consenting adults who are totally on the same. Yes, that's my point. Whatever. Is that it, it's like and granted, that's not that doesn't mean that it's assault or something like that. No, it does right. mean that it's kind of sleazy, you know? Yes, yes. And I feel like at a minimum, it's that. It's like, you know, Gene Simmons having sex with 3,000 women. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Whether it's, whether it's assault or not, it's still like him using his power to get something from a lot of people who in their right mind probably wouldn't give it to him or whatever. Well, would not have, yeah. Yeah, yes. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it is it is interesting that yeah. It definitely I and I and I feel like at this point in the podcast I need to say I've never used my position in this podcast to <laughs> physically uh That doesn't mean he hasn't tried. He just hasn't succeeded. <laughs> I've never had any physical needs met. <laughs> As a result of my position in this podcast, I have, but it's all been food based. I've had many of my needs <laughs> That's met true. Through, through Andy and others. Yeah, yeah. Andy bought me drinks. Korean, Korean barbecue. <laughs> okay, so speaking, I of stand which, corrected. I, went, I so, stand corrected. So I'm one of those guys who like. I'm like I have a very stereotypical food tastes. Right. I'm like a child who never grew up. Like if I'm at a restaurant, I'll probably just get like a hamburger or something and French fries, you know. And historically, I do not like seafood. Right. We had this conversation. We went to Seattle yes. with Andy and the slum yes. bros yes. and my bro. And mm -hmm. there were multiple times where I tried seafood and liked it. And the the presumption is that. Well, Utah just doesn't have good seafood because they're not close to the sea. So mm. it makes sense. But I was trying to go outside of my comfort zone, you know. So then when yeah. I was in Myrtle Beach, I did the same thing. We went to this fancy restaurant and I got shrimp and grits. Which yes. I think some of our listeners are going to be very proud of me and very excited to hear that I got shrimp and grits. And it was really good. And then the next time with our dinner, we got a lobster tail. I just got like a steak or something. But this is making Clifton. me sound very rich, which I'm not. Clifton, are you proud? Shrimp and grits. Yeah, Clifton, I hope. <laughs> I don't know enough to know if if that is a if. It is like a very southern food it, type thing. It does. But it like sounds southern, southern comfort to me. food. Also, is like regional, right? Right. That's true. Like shrimp and grits might only be like a coastal thing or something. I don't know, but uh, it was it was very good. As was the lobster. So. Uh, I'm proud of myself. But then we go to freaking Wahlburgers the next day. Ooh. Which is obviously the, the restaurant 
owned by Mark Wahlberg and his brothers. Yes. They make, they're known for their burgers, right? That's like the whole. I would hope so. Point of their name. Okay. I got a freaking $9 bacon cheeseburger thinking like, okay, it's going to be a big old restaurant style cheeseburger. And it was like the lamest little, it was like I was in the freaking lunch line at, in junior high or something like that. It was like a freaking, oh, no. it was the size of a McDouble. Oh no. Wait. And so it was patty, like, and the bun was like squid. You could tell the bun had just like come out of a bag. It was like, you could tell it had been pulled off of the two sides. Like it was the corner in the matrix of buns that came out of the bag, you know? Like how, how pathetic is that? So wait, we're not even talking like, hey, we we sell fancy sliders. So sorry, they're smaller, and you just have to this pay was more. One single burger, and I sent it back. I like almost never do that because I grew up with parents who did send things back, or a mom <laughs> specifically, and that made me never want to do that again. But I actually did in this case. It was, it was wild. So if anyone's eaten a Wahlburgers and had a better experience than that, tell me about it. Cause, because otherwise, freaking Wahlburgers is on blast right now. They're, yeah. We're putting them on blast. They're about to get canceled. Yeah. I'm going to freaking go in there and film them saying something racist. <laughs> Speaking of Karening, um, a buddy of mine who I'm, uh, a good friend of mine who, we we don't agree with friend of mine. Uh, everything on the political spectrum, um, but we're in. I've 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 shared on the podcast about how my area is very conservative, uh -huh. um, and you know falls into a lot of the tropes that we are all familiar with of what that means. Well, so um, so my buddy tells me he goes he's in Jamba Juice with his son and uh they're waiting in line and um he's about to walk up to the line to oh to the he, he's like sec, second from the front of the line and then the woman behind the counter looks past my buddy um and says ma'am I need you to put your mask on please and she she says very quickly, she says, oh, no, no, the mask uh, mandate was lifted, so I don't have to. And she goes, I, I understand, ma'am, but uh, but it's still our store policy that yeah. that we have masks. And it's so like a lot you... of stores you can't open carry, even though you can in the state or whatever. Right. Or, I mean, I... Or any number of things that are... I might not want to wear pants, but like... If the store tells me I have to wear pants, then yeah, I have to wear pants, right? Which like is bull crap. Yeah, yeah. So she goes, no. She goes, no. I don't. I don't have to wear a mask because it's like, <laughs> it's a yeah. It the, it was lifted. Yeah. And then the nineteen-year-old behind the counter, like before she says anything, my buddy turns around, and goes, goes, lady, it's not. It's not her fault. She's not telling you to put the mask on she's just trying to do her job she's just trying to finish her shift like just yeah. put the mask on and the lady like gets all like huffy and puffy yeah, and um course. and left and then came back with a mask on and uh and so my buddy was kind of like he was like standing there and, and then he got his drink and then uh another woman goes 
hey, I'm really glad you said something. I was getting super angry and I was about to say something and it probably would not have gone well because I would not have been <laughs> as polite as you were. <laughs> so thank you for saying something. <laughs> and um, and he's like, yeah, there's enough. I can't remember. He said something like, yeah, there's enough viral. We got enough viral videos of people losing well, their minds. Freak outs. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, exactly. And I was really close. And then that would have made it way worse and he's like yeah whatever. but uh i and here's the here's the thing here's what's funny about that to me is the mask mandate is lifted well no what they said was if you have been vaccinated exactly so i'm wondering well and like, in a lot of places like statewide mask mandates have been lifted but it's funny because i've had a lot of those conversations today because we're talking about going back to having our, all of our church meetings in person and all that. Yeah. And they're like, well, the CDC said, and it's like, that's for vaccinated people. Is everyone in our church vaccinated? I don't think so. Right. Because the same people who didn't want to wear masks are the same ones who didn't get vaccinated either, you know? Yes. And that's my freaking <laughs> point is I, I'm, I would put, I would put a thousand dollars on the fact that this woman saying she doesn't have to wear a mask anymore because the mandate was lifted. There's no way she's vaccinated. She's not. Yeah. She, there's no way she's not like angrily arguing about her Although, mask because I would love, I would love to see someone who is like super cautious about COVID and was like super excited about the vaccine, got fully vaccinated. And then they're like, now I'm, now I'm fully anti-mask. I'm going to be vocally. Now it's my masks. turn to be a big old B. <laughs> Oh, oh I've wanted to be a Karen so bad. And now is my chance. People, dude. All the things have fallen into the line so I can it's, I can be angry about this. It's such a weird, like I think people get way too much joy. Like people are being idiots a lot right now, but people get so much joy from like videotaping someone doing something wrong. And like when it's something that's obviously like morally wrong, that's a problem, you know, and you should videotape that. But like people people love seeing people break the rules and then get them on video, you know? Yeah. Well, out about it. I, <laughs> I know I sent it to you that TikTok. This, uh, this was a couple weeks ago where the dude is getting filmed. Um, no, I think he was filming himself. He's filming himself and he's in Costco and he goes, he goes, look, he's like panning around and he goes, look, eight Costco employees are telling me to put a mask on eight, eight employees. Yeah. Everyone listen, aren't you sick of this tyranny? And then there's oh, all of these the voices. Guy. They're like, they're like, no, <laughs> that was the guy who had that clothing brand. And he, he yes. staged that. Like, so somebody else got a video of him walking into Costco and he had a film crew following him. What so he did that specifically. And then after the fact, he said, I got fired from my job because everyone canceled me. And it turns out he actually got fired, fired from his job before that. And the whole thing was a publicity stunt for this clothing brand that he has. Which incidentally, what? the like the people who like made the clothing stopped making it or whatever. But, but yeah, it was all somebody else got a video of somebody coming in with like a whole gimbal, you know, one of those. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Called? Yes, with the big old DSLR and all that, filming him. And one of the best things that came out about that is you could tell they intentionally used a lot of low camera angles because the dude is like five foot four, which is like, I'm not <laughs> whatever. You can be whatever height you want. But like, it's, it's pretty hilarious seeing from a normal camera angle, how much shorter he is than everyone else. And he's all up in their faces about tyranny and everything, you know, I, okay. So 
the fact that that that's all very that's wild. I did not know well, that, that it was any staged. Of that you didn't know that part. I did not know any of that. But <laughs> the fact that he says, "Aren't you all sick?" It's so good. Aren't you all sick of this tyranny? <laughs> and that random people voice, at Costco are like, the only "No." Voice you hear <laughs> the only voice you hear above the noise is just no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is that's like my favorite thing about it is like. If it's, if it's, so if I'm, good. if I'm given the choice between siding with this a-hole or and tyranny, tyranny, you're literally I tyranny. like, nah, I'm on the side of tyranny. Yes. I'm not whatever. I'm not signing up for whatever this yes. idiot's doing. Whatever this guy, I'm the opposite <laughs> of that guy. That's my favorite thing about it. It's so good. Tyranny is like, bad. Yeah, I we guess, all agree. I guess I am on the side of tyranny. If you're gonna, but in this case, if you're going to yes, make me choose. <laughs> Oh, man. That's so that's good. what I love. Like, and it was like instant. Are you aren't you sick of all this tyranny? No. no. <laughs> yeah, just, it was very no, good. The thing I'm sick of is people yelling in Costco. That's what I'm sick of. Exactly. I'm not sick over, of any that over like just putting a piece of fabric on your face. <laughs> just like put a piece of fabric on your face, you know. That's I'm, people are gonna look back on this time, like twenty years from now or fifty years from now and be like wait a second they're like a whole half of the country didn't think you should wear a face mask during a global pandemic of a disease <laughs> that's spread like through the air like how is that even possible uh i i saw another another TikTok recently where somebody was saying you know the one thing that i'm going to be sad about when this is all over is i don't know who the a i won't know who the a-holes are anymore <laughs> Because now it's really obvious. The a-holes are the ones that have the mask on their chin or right under their nose. And they're, well, they're, they're just especially proclaiming if loud they're and like clear. Our, especially if they're our age. I, I, I know this is like, I feel like if I see like some 70-year-old dude or some 80-year-old dude who isn't wearing his mask, right? It's like, nah, he's probably, you know. His, what? He's probably got like crap in his pants too or something. You know, like. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> no. No, I, I kind of no give them way. a pass a little. I know that's like I know they're the ones who are destroying our country, literally. No, because they they're... won't freaking die already. <laughs> but there's like, that, and that, that I'm talking more like ninety year olds. You know, I'm like seventy yes. years old isn't that old. But like, if you're kind of like if you're walking around life and you're like confused, that's what you're yeah. talking. You're you're talking about the kind of person who yeah, like I'm talking about somebody, yeah. Who's confused? I mean, then there's like, which is also then man, they shouldn't be at the grocery confused. store by themselves. Yeah, they shouldn't. Like, and like, I, and also I, I, like, I'm concerned for their okay. safety. Maybe it's okay if they get COVID. Maybe that's why God gave us COVID <laughs> to get rid of some of these old people. You know, that's why He blessed us with COVID. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's such a weird. Well, part of it is like. Part of the problem is that we take our initial thought and and people are just incapable of, of any kind of nuance. And so you just you take your initial inkling and your thought and just like, I'm going to go to the natural like extreme of whatever that is. And that's what I'm going to care about deeply. Mm -hmm. You know, like so many people do that when in reality, it's like. If you don't want to wear a mask, you should, but like you're going into a store that requires it, you should probably just wear it and then like 
grumble about it or whatever, you know, like that's what a normal person would do who is opposed to masks, you know? Yes. I, I don't just be like, uh, this sucks. Just like if you're opposed to, I don't know if there's like, if there's like a rule that you can't wear flip-flops and at a restaurant or something, uh, I got to go put shoes on, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I told my kids, I, I told my classes, like this was months, months ago. I was like, Hey, just, just so you know, like, I don't know if you've heard anybody say this, like, I hate masks, but I'm a very strong believer in them. Yeah. Like, is that weird to to hear somebody say, I hate it and I'm a strong believer in it because, and I got like, I, I got a couple like, yeah. you know, that kind of, and I was like, it's like, if you, if you believe they're effective, it doesn't mean you have to love them. Yeah. And think like, I don't no, there's no downsides. Like, no, it sucks to wear a mask. Like when we <laughs> flew, you know, I had to wear a mask for like, you know, 12 hours straight or whatever, when we were flying back, which I know is like what a lot of people have to do every day, but it gives you a newfound appreciation for like people that literally do have to wear it all day, every day. Like it yeah. sucks. Nobody's nobody thinks they're fun. Right. Right. Nobody's like, man, I love how my glasses fog up whenever I breathe. This is awesome. Uh, a friend of mine said at, he saw two teenagers kiss with masks on the other day. <laughs> like it was, like they were saying goodbye and they're I like, okay, my bye, wife bye. With mask on before. And it was like the two, the two masks like pressing together. And then yeah. they both walked in opposite directions. And he goes, I've never, he goes, I, is it weird that like, it's been over a year and I, it just never occurred to me that that would be a, a thing that people would do. And it was the first time I ever saw it or even contemplated. I'm more weirded out by the fact that high school kids are just kissing freely in public. Like, why weren't they ever doing that when I was in high school with me specifically? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when like the first people you're like in junior high like your first friends started to get girlfriends and they would actually like kiss and hold hands and stuff like that and it was like dude uh or were you that person no i was i was far from that person i was i don't think i gosh i think it was like I think it was a long time before I was a friend before I saw a friend kiss. Okay. Someone. Maybe friend is the wrong word, but just like people in school, like you see people, people in school, my age. Yeah. But it just feel, they felt so yeah. like, so like completely, yeah, but they removed. were like the cool kids. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, he's kissing that girl who's wearing overalls, but you can like see the side of her underwear. Cause they're loose, you know? <laughs> You remember that look? Heck yeah, I remember that, that look. A very specific late nineties look. Yes. Overalls, and then it's like what's the happening shirt there? underneath. What's happening yeah. under there? Nothing. Nothing could be happening. <laughs> Maybe nothing. Maybe nothing is happening. <laughs> Who knows? Hopefully something's happening just for hygiene reasons. <laughs> well, Hmm. This was a good. This is uh, we've gotten we've gotten weirdly political on this episode. I know. Without Aaron, who cares? Can you believe it? Yeah, he's gonna be. He'll be disappointed. He's gonna be really mad. 
friends, he Aaron is going to be mad when he when he listens he listens to this episode, and he's going <laughs> to want. There will be plenty of times where he would have said, "I." In fact, in fact, he will probably. Ooh, here here's my prediction. Before we go, we should make a prediction about what things Aaron will comment on in the group after listening Ooh. to this episode. Yeah, he likes to do that. That's it. Yes. He, he has he plenty of time to listen to the podcast. He just can never find time to record it. Well, he's got, he literally has, he has two preemie babies. Children. Yeah. He's like, oh, I was, was totally understandable. You listen to one while of them, you're doing other stuff. Yeah. While you're freaking getting pooped on and stuff. So what, what is it? What's the thing he's going to comment on? Yes. He will make a comment. I want to know if he is a fan of the used. Uh, I think he will. Or he will say something similar dragons. to. I think he'll say some something similar to what you said. That, like, he was aware of them and not like not a fan, but not because of the Mormon stuff. Not a fan because, yeah, they were like, you know, post. They were kind of late to the party emo. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Because they were the right in that. There was a lot of screamo. See, my my musical experience is so affected by the period. Like, music was such a big part of my life, and then I had two years where I didn't listen to any music. <laughs> so there's, like, this weird blind spot, which is right, you know, it's 2002 to 2004, which is right when that music was becoming popular. <laughs> so now I got back from my mission, and it was like, okay, bring on some more freaking you know, punk, emo, ska type stuff. And it's like, no, in fact, <laughs> listening to this weird screamo now. And it's like, oh, but it's good, like in like AFI. And it's like, well, not really. <laughs> I did like, uh, what's the, oh, My Chemical Romance. They're mm-hmm. pretty good. Oh, they so fall yeah, into like- that that same category don't they uh they're definitely the same i want to say they're the same time period yeah this this might be the thing that aaron disagrees with he might say no they're not <laughs> no they're not the same time See, this period. is why emo they were this is why emo is such an interesting i have to go back and make sure that i'm remembering this right And I know I've talked about this before. Um, no, it would have been 2006. I saw My Chemical Romance. Yeah, maybe so. Play with Dashboard Confessional. Mm. Which is like such a weird lineup, but they're both very emo, I guess. They're just like... I guess that's what happens when you define a musical style, not by how it sounds, but by like the lyrical content or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cause dashboard and my chemical romance could not be more different musically, you know? Right. Right. Um, Oh, the, the bit of information that I wanted to say earlier, uh, I, so I brought up the show, The Osbournes, because um, Kelly Osborne, daughter of Ozzy Osbourne, um, was dating 
the lead singer from The Used at the oh. time of at the time of the I think the first season of the show. And I remember oh gosh, what's the brother's name? Kelly Kapowski. Whatever the brother's name is. Um Oh, uh Jack. <laughs> it's Jack. It? It's like Joe. No, I think it's it's Jack. Joel. Jack. It's Jack. Jack. So Jack was saying, How can you date somebody whose nickname is Pukey? And she's like, Stop calling him that. Nobody calls him that. And he goes, No, everybody calls him that. And then uh the mom is like, Why why do they call him that? And then and she and then Kelly's like freaking out. She's like, Don't tell her, don't tell her, don't tell her. And he goes, they call him Pukey because that's part of how he got famous is he would he would throw up on the the people in the front of the crowd. Like on purpose. There's no way that's true, right? Well, you should be the one to comment on this. You should it was <laughs> your town that he got started in. Bert. So <laughs> I love his name. <laughs> his name's Bert McCracken. <laughs> his name's Bert McCracken. And then he's like, please, somebody give me a nickname. I'll take anything. How about Pukey? Yes, Pukey, fine. I'll take it. Like, I'll take it over Bert I'm not thrilled McCracken. About it. Oh, he was diagnosed with acute pancreatitis. He told the launch that he did not purposefully regurgitate on stage. Let's see here. Due to <laughs> the used, so this is from 2003. The used were forced to cancel two shows last week due to McCracken's condition. <laughs> Vomiting on stage had become somewhat of a trademark for McCracken's live show. However, for being diagnosed with acute pancreatitis, he told the launch that he did not purposely regurgitate on stage. I don't deliberately puke on stage. Never have, never will. Never. No, I don't puke on stage. There have been times, I mean, when I move around on stage, it's like running a mile and I just get so exhausted. And then when I try to scream, there's been times where I vomited all over the stage, but it tears up my vocal cords so much. I have to scream and sing the rest of the show with vomit in my throat. Oh, yikes. Dude. I mean, a lot of kids come to the show. And that was one thing I remember, too, is that like they, man, I'm trying to remember. I know I've seen them live. One of like the things that for better or for worse, whether it's fair or not, like one of the ways that I always characterized uh, punk bands or emo bands or any kind of screamy, yelly music mm -hmm. is how well they could do it live. And if they couldn't oh, totally. do it well live, you know? Yes. Like Dashboard, for example, they're like, he's like the gold standard. Like his voice is insane and he always sings perfectly live and he even shifts some songs up a key like it's what? insane the dude's ridiculous um but then there there are like you know countless punk bands that suck live because or or in theory in my opinion are not good live because their lead singer doesn't sound good live right you know? that yes like taking back sunday kind of became one of those it it, it requires pristine conditions to yeah it's pull like it's very hit or miss like it depends yeah. on yeah like what they ate that day or you know right any number of things afi was always on point live too 
pukey. Did you? <laughs> Plus, I love, like... That's a really funny response, too. No, I've never deliberately done it on stage. <laughs> never. I've yeah, never, like ever... It's like he's a freaking congressman being accused yeah, of doing yeah. cocaine or something like that. <laughs> uh. Wait, what was the one? <laughs> what was the one? It was like, have you ever, uh, have you ever intentionally blah, 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 blah. And the guy was like, intentionally? No. And then it's like, dude, you just outed yourself. <laughs> what was putting that? that? Putting that clarification in there. Like you just, that you just undid everything by saying yeah but it's also it's also kind of hilarious that like ozzy osbourne's kids are fighting over like this guy's on stage persona is too crazy <laughs> I know, right he pukes on stage what a loser yeah, yeah right him. <laughs> yeah. like well, does he bite the heads off of bats yes but like and and she's saying she's in like at the time it was something like she was embarrassed. Please don't tell mom. Please don't tell mom. Which yeah. is even better, right? Like Which is, yes, mom that's a hundred times him. better because like she's and is still with this dude. Yes, yes, who was like a yes. total psychopath on stage. You know, <laughs> yes, that's like he's that's like so the godfather of stage. Yeah, of like psychopathy. Stage, yeah, psychotics. Oh man, that's funny. What a strange. Reality shows like that can't exist anymore. I loved, see, that was back. I was talking to somebody about this the other day and we were like talking about, man, how did we get on the topic? Oh, we were talking about like little Caesars, right? And, and little Caesars was the closest pizza place to me growing up. It was kind of the only place. So we'd always eat there. And we were talking about how crazy it is that they still do $5 pizzas where like every other fast food place, like a McDouble is like two fifty now and it used to be a dollar, like five years ago, you know, like there's been huge inflation in the cost of fast food and somehow little Caesars is still $5. And we were looking it up and thinking like, ah, when I was a kid, I don't really remember how much it cost. I remember getting like the two pizza pizza things in the big rectangular box, you know? Yes. With paper. Yes. It. Cause that was their yes. whole thing. Pizza I, I pizza. You get two of them, you know? Yes. And they were square usually. Maybe that was just uh, yeah, like they were. one specific kind. No, that was uh, that's what I remember. And now they're not. Oh, I think you can get still get square ones. Yeah, but the normal little Caesars the normal is ones just are... the hot and ready five dollar. Yes, five dollar foot long. Mine are not five dollars, by the way. How much are they? I, I think it's six ninety nine. Because in the Bay Area, I'm pretty sure they were five dollars a few years ago when I was there. And you live in the Bay Area. I am Bay Area adjacent. <laughs> well, that's if you're getting the extra most bestest, maybe. Are you getting People, the extra most bestest? No, I'm getting the the normal, the classic. The classic, classic where, like, there's a good chance all of the cheese and sauce will be, like, shifted over to one side. So you'll just have, like, a three-inch thick crust around one side, you know? <laughs> uh, but it's like, those $5, bro. What do you want from me? Dude, and I that's and capitalism. What the the I believe I believe it's six ninety nine, and I still think like I don't understand how that that's insanely cheap. Yeah, even that exactly, it's crazy, right? And so we were talking about like, oh man, I'm trying to remember. 
And then he just like looked it up on his phone and it was like, oh, we had the answer. They've apparently been $5 for like 20 years or something crazy. But, but you know, when you used to just like, when you're like arguing with your friends or about whatever it was, just some piece of trivia. Yes. And now the tendency, and maybe it's just me, but I think the general tendency is like, well, I'll just pull out my phone and look it up. No, I, yeah. I don't have to like wonder about this thing. Mm-hmm. And that was like an interesting time for reality TV in the early 2000s where like you couldn't just look up like how much of this is staged or you could, but you just didn't know it. Like it, it wasn't yes. your tendency to automatically fact check everything, you know? Yes. And I miss those, those naive days, you know, I, I actually, which is ironic listened. that like, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Aaron's not here. <laughs> Well, I'll finish what uh, I was going to say then. It's ironic that like <laughs> in a time where seemingly information is so readily available and yet there's like more people that believe the earth is flat than there ever have been before, you know, yeah, except right. for, like in the 1400s or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yes. We had like this weird, it, it was like the internet lived in an era for 10 or 15 years where it was like nobody was intentionally trying to mislead anyone. It was like, Let's get as much information as we can on the internet and it should just be good information, you know, or like the people who were intentionally trying to mislead people, they weren't like a part of a multimedia empire. They right. Were I was like, going to, yeah, that's what I was going to you know? say that like before, I mean, you remember like in the early, early email trolls. days, in the early, early email days, I, I remember getting emails that were like forwarded a million times from my aunt. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you like, that were some insane somebody when their headlights are out yes exactly some insane and and it's like that (laughs) stuff was out there but it wasn't like organized and i think maybe it was coming from an email forward that said fw 100 times on it it wasn't coming from a 24-hour news station that is (laughs) traditionally like respected as being reputable you know right fair and balanced uh yeah i was i think i um i think then at some point somebody was like, "Wait, we could make some money. We could really make some yeah. money." All those it people turns that out forward all these those old emails people who send these email forwards, yeah. they really, they really yeah. get like, they really get off on false information, and they got a lot of cash. So let's, yeah, and they happen to be the ones who have all the money, and not only that, but they're hoarding it, and then they <laughs> complain about the younger people who can't afford to buy a house, and it's like, yeah, that's because you bought three houses, you a-hole, and you're renting one of them to me at this inflated cost, you know, and you won't retire because you didn't save well enough. I know those are like two opposing scenarios, but still. I'm yeah. sorry to all of our baby boomer listeners out there. I'm not. Our wealth hoarders. Do we have, we don't have any boomer, uh, wait. I mean, just my dad, I guess. Okay. So he's Mr. a patron. He's a patron, so he's not hoarding all of his wealth. Sorry, Mr. Duke. He's a patriot patron. Exactly. <laughs> he's a sister patron. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been fun. Not as fun as if Aaron were here, but it has been. It has been fun. Aaron's going to have some things to say about this. Aaron, yes, he definitely will. Um, Everybody, um, yes, Aaron 
we miss you. Do do we do we want to say any words to Aaron? Maybe that's what we should do until we get him Aaron, back on the podcast. You told us. What do we want to say to him, Aaron? Like sincere we miss things. You. Both about his babies or something, or tell Aaron, him that he's we a miss big you butthole. and we love you. And and you're a big butthole. And you're and you're a big butthole. And um. Uh, we're considering kicking you off the podcast. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> just kidding. I just watched that. Do you remember the the Vine where the girl? It's like the 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 message. She's like leaving a voicemail to like a boyfriend or something. She's like, "Just wanted to tell you that I love you and I miss you." <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, too bad that like one TikTok of my students, didn't exist one of my students uh, sent me that recently they're like a classic and i was like and i just laughed and laughed i was like yes this is a freaking classic <laughs> and that would have been perfect for tiktok too like the idea is, of yes being able to use someone else's sound because like people would do that in vine but it wasn't like a built-in feature so you kind of had to you had to kind of have yes. jury rig it. You, you had know? extra because the video that the video is of cars like racing. So every time that's that wasn't the original, but that's the one that no, became that's, popular. That's the one that became famous. Yes. So so she's like, yeah, huh, and the cars are like, yeah, it's the car. Like, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it is funny. Like it's interesting the ones that became. Like remember the the Mariah Carey feels so high, 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 high. <laughs> and it's like that that uh, glider airplane the remote control airplane that's <laughs> oh man there so Aaron great... we love you and we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for friendship. <laughs>